3: We will pass through the American patrols, pass their sonar
1: nets, and lay off their largest city, and listen to The Real Brian Show. While we conduct missile drills. The order is,
3: let's rock it. Up. Yeah, know I rock with it. It's The Real <laughs> Brian Show, or as Sean Connery said, your mother listens to The Real Brian Show. So, hey, thanks for joining us today. Guess who's here? Guess who's back? Mr. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> Welcome back!
2: Thank you. Good
3: to have you back, and of course, Let's
1: Lord. It's good to be back. Is that better? Is that better? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm
3: talking about. Do you, can you feel it now? Are your biceps bulging with power now? My biceps are always bulging with power, <laughs> even when he's asleep. <laughs> Dude, that is the greatest quote. My biceps are always bulging with pride. That should be like on your social media profile somehow, somewhere. You know, I, you know, I I should probably get
1: a social media profile again.
3: Yeah. Is
1: it worth it though? Is it worth it? No, not going to happen. It's gone.
3: Okay. Thanks for joining us guys. So we did this a couple was, it's been three weeks ago because there was a week off, but two episodes ago you get on and everyone's like, that was fun. So Mm, I figured I better bring you back on because you guys are cool.
2: Yeah, at least this I, not going to be uh, any fun, though. No.
3: This no, this is no. We're not going to have any fun today. Not this time, so yeah, just kind of sit back, relax, and get bored. Before we get started here, though, what are you drinking right now? I'm kind of curious, Lord. Just a lot of good, uh, extremely great Folgers coffee. You what? know how that is. You know, <laughs> you know I, 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 wait, what? I, I
1: like to make it happen. You know. <laughs> no, no,
3: no, uh, really though. No. You you had me.
1: Folgers does not belong in my
3: house. I got a little scared for a minute.
1: I get my uh, Northwest coffee, you know, from Seattle, those areas up there. There's like Uptown Espresso is one of my favorites. Uh, and then there's a uh, Cafe Ladro. So I have a lot of their coffees here that I burr grind and have about, like, you know, six or seven cups a day, you know,
2: just trying to make it happen. I like it. Yeah. I had, seems like a couple gallons of coffee today. That would be impressive. I, like all caffeinated. <laughs> but i you know what I, i'm serious i actually do go for starbucks
3: that's I like okay it nice
2: and burnt tasting charbucks yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: it's it's okay though like starbucks to me is kind of your middle of the road coffee so at least at yeah. least you have some class as opposed to someone who drinks folders
1: yeah i have to add to that you know that folder <laughs> thing and they hurt my soul <laughs> a little bit but you, it does. there's a, we have a Starbucks by my house that actually has the reserve section in there. And it's really oh, good. Cool. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: You know, the reserve coffee is actually good. I tried it in Seattle and it's small batch and they tend to do a little bit more of variety when it comes to the roast. So it's not necessarily as dark. And I, I was pretty impressed with that. It. It's still not go to a local coffee shop you know, let the actual true masters at work experiment and get creative. It's not quite that, but it's pretty good.
1: It's a big chain in the Northwest versus the smaller ones. The smaller yeah. ones are always better. If you ask me.
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's not as good as Folgers, but it's, it's pretty good. It's up there. So yeah, coffee is one of my favorite
2: things yeah.
1: ever. I went to go get uh braces about a year ago and the orthodontist was saying, Hey, um, so these are a couple things you can't have. And they mentioned, you know, gum and all that stuff. But when he said coffee, I almost <laughs> walked right out of there. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it, it just wasn't that serious. That's it. <laughs> you know? what? Why would he say that? I have a uh, clear bands on the top and those stain with coffee. Gotcha. So luckily it, it actually didn't happen. I've had a lot of coffee and it hasn't stained.
3: So I'm good. Could you just drink it and like with a straw? I mean, not hot, but you know what I'm saying? Like drink it with a straw and it just goes past your teeth. I'm, I'm going to have, have the coffee the way I want
1: to drink it. And uh, that's okay. without a straw. I like that. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? So, if it stains, then I'll just go in and get them replaced. Your
3: biceps are bulging yet once again. Oh, yeah. I, yep. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> when Drop Dog was on, he was talking about how coffee doesn't stain as much as they say it does. It's more the other curries. Curries do. Ooh, yeah. Curries are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: They stain really bad. Yeah. Uh, it makes your teeth look like they're green. I mean, I think coffee does some because my teeth are not my best feature, but. I'll take the hit because I'm not giving it up. I got to start brushing my teeth better. too. Well, That'd that, you know, that might help. That's a start. Yeah. That's a start. i on, on it.
3: Start with one tooth at a time. You know, just brush one tooth, get into the habit. The and Eventually you'll have it. one white tooth and the rest not so yeah. white. I only have three, so it won't, won't take long. <laughs> you <start laughs> don't look like a pirate <laughs> <laughs> or a southerner. No, no, no. Whoa. Oh, that's so, oh. Well, we West Coasters can say that. I mean, you guys are like true West Coast. I was born West Coast, but I still consider myself to be a Westerner because Colorado's west. We're my Westerners. My entire family's from the south. Oh, d- oh, I just offended you, didn't I? No, you didn't, because I think the same thing. Do they have their <laughs> teeth still, your family? <laughs> it
1: depends on where you're at in the south.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, we're gonna have so much fun today. We really have a lot to talk about. Of course, we got to share, you know, just some of the stuff that's going on uh, in our lives because, you know, without that, then there's no point to us being on. Because I don't uh, listen. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. So if you don't talk about yourself, then we're done,
2: right? Isn't that true? Kind of. I mean, one thing I really like about podcasting is there's always something that I'm excited about and it's fun to get on and just, you know, like you, you're, you're just obviously passionate about the things you want to talk about and yeah. just sharing that stuff that you're genuinely into. I think you're usually going to spark something in somebody who's listening. I sure Either because so. they like it too, or maybe they'll just get curious about it. Hopefully.
3: Yeah, man, I really, really hope so. That's my goal. <laughs> I, I don't know. We really, truly try to talk about things too, that are also of value and interest. So it's not just about what I enjoy because if I only talked about what I'm always just nerding out about, you know, it'd be a pretty random show because my interests are all over the place.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's fun just to hear you being that, interested in things thank you because it's genuine and it's uplifting and all that well good
3: yeah positives the goal you know last week talking about the anniversary and then listening to the episode and then talking with sarah we're like i should have shared a couple of fun things about you know things you've learned over this however long you've been married or together in a relationship you know for us 17 years and stuff and i thought now i could throw a couple fun things in there that people don't necessarily always do or think about but first of all, what I'm really nerding out about most right now is solar power in submarines. It's fantastic. Tesla solar you you're, you've got some experience with Tesla, Carl, you've worked with Elon Musk, right? I mean, some of this stuff is true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. I had to sign a couple of NDAs when I walked
1: in there. Did you really? Oh yeah, oh, always. So you have actually been in SpaceX? Yeah, I'm in Hawthorne. Haw- Hawthorne, California. Okay. So I'm really into science and space just being there and seeing how they fabricate everything it's it's pretty freaking amazing nice. uh, I, I didn't even want to leave i forgot what I was there for you know <laughs> there's a handle a meeting and i was just looking around smiling and giggling the whole time
3: <laughs> i could just imagine you sitting there <laughs> oh
1: yeah i mean it was all that
3: <laughs> That'd Be awesome dude well i would be neat to go see the place that's neat yeah, so you can't you talk know, about anything It was just cool no
1: yeah i, I can't i mean i okay.
3: uh, Unless
1: I want to go to gel or something. Sure.
3: Well, what are your man. thoughts on solar power in submarines? That's man. their only power source, really, right? No, that's not possible. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I was, just, um, I was um, trying to trick you, man. Well, <laughs> a reactor, you know? Well, nuclear, that's totally different, nuclear. but I'm saying solar power, solar. you know. To oh, I'm sorry.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> confusing my solar power.
3: I was trying to see how long it would take you guys to be like, wait, what? Wait
1: solar power in a that's
3: submarine? Because you guys were it's so funny in the notes here. There's all this stuff on like Tesla and solar power. And I mean I'm also very fascinated in that stuff too. And yeah. I'm really, really nerding out about submarines right now, and I always do though, but you know, because I'm playing Subnautica and some other stuff. And I just thought, solar power in submarines, that would be so awesome. No, but it's like a screen door, you know. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unless they came up to the surface and collected a lot of energy and stored it in batteries, then that down. would be cool. That's how you would do it,
3: right? <laughs> It's just that it wouldn't last very long because they'd be underwater for too long.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Solar pretty much powers everything indirectly because all of our energy comes from the sun. So you could kind of say everything is solar powered. That's true. But as far as like Elon Musk and Tesla goes, I've been a huge fan of Tesla over the last couple of years yeah me too and man we could go any one of any different directions with this but if anyone follows tesla they know that elon musk lately has been kind of erratic in the news did you know that kind I don't, of i don't follow the oh, news yeah. so enlightened <laughs> he's been oh lying. god he's just <laughs> putting out that like here, here's the thing about him they call him tony stark right because oh, yeah. he just accomplishes amazing he's the ceo of spacex Uh, They just sent this huge rocket into space and they had like these two thrusters that were able to come back down and land themselves straight up and down. It was amazing. And then he has this electric car company. He has another company called the Boring Company where he's going (laughs) to use to bore tunnels under so that it will alleviate the problem of traffic. Basically, his whole mission is to try and extend the life of humanity he wants to colonize Mars eventually yeah so he's this crazy character but it's the craziest thing is he actually is accomplishing a lot of stuff and so a lot of people are really like idealistically oh God this guy I gotta follow him and just try to help him as much as I can And then recently when this whole caving thing happened in Thailand where these scouts these young boys got stuck in a cave, for like a week or two or for whatever it was. Mm. And they were found and people were trying to figure out how to go get them out because it was underwater. Speaking of submarines, Elon Musk said, I'll try to put together this device that you can put one kid in at a time. It's like a little personal submarine. I think he even called oh, nice. it that and, and pull them out. And somebody start over there, one of the caver divers that was leading the rescue team, was making fun of him for that. And he called the guy a pedo on Twitter. And it's sort of like, oh, man, you're kind of, you know, by being erratic and knee-jerk responses like that, you're you're tarnishing your brand. Yeah. Uh, The other thing he did recently, he was on the Joe Rogan show. Oh, yeah. Rogan offered him a hit off of his joint and Elon was like, well, it's legal, right? He took a hit. And personally, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's it's true. It's legal in California, but still like a lot of people jumped on him for it. And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, on the other hand, I'm like, even though it's legal and there's nothing wrong with it, you should really be careful of, of your image right now. Yeah. And not that people are thinking he's, there's a a couple other things that he did too, that were just seem kind of crazy. And it, feels like. Uh, and, and also there's reports of executives leaving Tesla. So, yeah. like, But the whole reason why I'm, I'm even bothering to talk about this is just because I've been so into Tesla. And I actually, when I was at Apple, I saved up a little uh, nest egg and I'm going to use part of it to get a Model 3. And uh, nice. I got my delivery date just recently. So it's going to be in a couple of weeks here. Oh, that's cool. And I'm super excited to
3: get it. Are you getting the Very the nice. fast one, the 3.1?
2: Zero to no, that one was like $10,000 more than the one uh, just below it. So yeah. I'm getting the one just below it. So it's 4.5 seconds. Oh, that's so cool. still
1: Ridiculous. It is. It's, yeah. it's awesome.
3: I saw one. You just recently, we were at the, the hot rod show, which was funny. And they brought three Teslas in, and one of them was a model three. And it's crazy though, because you know, the model X and the model S have somewhat of a dashboard and this one's literally just a screen and that's it.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. I know so it is monitor. weird. I've yeah. gotten to drive it, and it's incredible. Yeah.
3: So advanced.
1: I haven't driven the Model 3. I've driven the Model S, the the, the P90D. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. You could test drive those in um, in my area. Let me tell you, it gave me a headache because it was moving so fast. It's a beautiful yeah. machine. Yeah, it's a beautiful machine. Yeah. Those and are they fun. feel very heavy. When you're driving them, it feels heavy. And for it to yeah. push that hard, there's some extreme power in those cars.
2: Yeah. That's the thing where... Tesla and Elon Musk are genius because I've always been, you know, I'm into conservation and yeah. the environment and I've always been interested in electric cars before, you know, five years ago or so you think electric car and you think, ah, that's weak and limited range. Well, the Teslas are, even if you don't give a crap about electric, they're totally desirable because you push on the gas and it's it just goes. Yeah. It's got so much torque. They have really good range too. The one I'm getting has like a 300 mile range and you just plug it in when you get home at night, just like with your iPhone and you never have to go to the gas station again. Right. It's, it's crazy. Right.
1: Yeah. And know, some people have gotten those Model 3s up to about 500 miles an hour. If you're really, if you're really light on a pedal, you can even really? get a lot further. So yeah.
3: 500, wait. Yeah. No. 500, 500 miles. 500 miles. 500 range. miles an hour. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. That's fast. Yeah, I was like, wait uh, a minute. Your range, electric range. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoot. I'm I'm trying to think of like the major highways. You know, like all along I-70 and some of those major freeways and stuff across the U.S. They've got the free charging stations. But one of the things is we rarely saw Teslas in Colorado because you go up into the mountains and there's no charging, or at least this was you know a couple of years ago. And I always thought, man, I'm going to get a Tesla. I want to tell it is going to be fun. Yeah. Well, now they have those charging stations. And so we're seeing Teslas everywhere now because you can get all over the place pretty much with the mountains and not, you know, run out.
2: So it's, it's becoming a very cool thing. Right. Yeah. They're putting those superchargers up so that anywhere in the United States, you can get to anywhere else. I mean, that is, The compromise is if you're going on a long distance trip where you're going to use more than that 300 mile range, then you need to stop at the superchargers, and it takes like 45 minutes to get like an 80 percent charge. Yeah. And so, if you plan it right, you know you can hit stop and have your meal or whatever, but you're limited because you have to go to that one place. But I'm that's I'm cool. okay with that yeah, trade off. Cool. And then the other thing is we're we're also getting solar panels. Oh, and cool! So. If it I don't know if it's gonna work out right, but if it does, then my car will mostly just be powered by the sun. That's so very cool. nice.
1: Yeah, don't forget with the mountains and everything like that, use that to your advantage. You can actually just roll down the, you know, roll
2: down the hill and
1: you'll regenerate and <laughs> charge your battery basically. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah you yeah. can go you can have more range when you're at the bottom than you did when you're at the top. Oh right. yeah. That's the beautiful yeah. part is the
3: downhill on any kind of electric, you know, we have a hybrid. And so yeah, I mean we we come down out of like Estes Park, for example, which, you know, there's a bit of a grade. It's not bad. But yeah, by the end, we've used almost no gas.
2: Right. And So if you just charged. go only go downhill and, and just don't go uphills, then you will never have to charge your car.
3: That's true. Then you'd get stuck, yeah. stuck at the ocean and which is fine. I like the ocean and yeah, it will get on our submarine. It'll be awesome. Yeah, the
1: Tesla actually has a more aggressive mode too. You can actually change it to make it really aggressive with the Yeah. So, It'll pretty much almost want to stop the car because it's trying to collect so much energy. Intr- um, oh, that's okay. That's
3: a different thing. Ludicrous is the speed, but you're talking about no, uh, recharging, recharging the battery the brake
1: going brake. with. Wow, Ludicrous mode, is yeah, that's that's completely different. That's okay. that's that mode. I think it's like yeah, zero to 60 in two seconds or something. It's yeah, slow, if people
2: yeah. like don't know anything about this and, and you're starting to get bored or whatever, I would recommend <laughs> at least going on YouTube and typing in ludicrous mode and yeah. you'll see these guys uh, who have Teslas and they bring some unsuspecting person into the passenger seat and hit the gas and the person, it's like you suddenly are on a roller coaster and just seeing their reactions yeah. is awesome.
3: So I test drove the 4.5 second one and I floored it and it was awesome. And Sarah (laughs) test drove the 3.1 second and she said it was amazing. So, Oh wow. Yeah. It's, it's a cool thing and it really does. I mean, it's, you pull some G's.
2: It's neat. (laughs) What kind of a driver are you? Me? Are you a good driver? Oh, I'm a great driver. I'm not aggressive.
3: Am I aggressive? Uh, I, I would like to say that I'm an offensive driver, like offensive. And the reason I, everyone off, Yeah. Well, that's aggressive, like uh, flipping everyone off, you know, shooting people. That's aggressive. I I consider more offensive because defensive nowadays isn't enough when people are texting and swerving. So I'm a lot more offensive. Like somebody's doing that. I speed up and get around them rather than hit the brakes and slow down and let them pass because that Mm -hmm. actually can be more dangerous. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, that's my that's kind of. Yeah, 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 it does. I I love driving. I really do. But I also like freedom of the road and, and I really hate stoplights and traffic and you know so
2: i love driving when i was visiting colorado recently that we talked about last time just because of the beautiful scenery it's i know and it's fun
3: to actually just kind of go up and cruise around And that's the thing like we we used to take drives all the time when gas was a lot cheaper you know you just go cruise you go take the drive and then all of a sudden gas went through the roof everywhere and we just stopped doing that and you know gas has come down since but we got out of that habit, and recently we're like, let's just go take a drive. Like, we don't do that very much anymore, and it's so much fun. It's peaceful.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Funny. It is. We we do our we do road trips a lot, and they're they're fun. They're amazing because yeah. you get to see a lot more. You know, you don't have to worry about. So, us road trips are a lot better than flying because you could you know you could pull over, you could relax, you could you know just stretch, you could do all that kind of good stuff. But then there's a lot more to see also, yeah. especially at like the national parks and all all those kind of good places. Oh yeah.
2: I know I'm, I want to do more of that just explore different parts of the country or I'm not much of a road good tripper.
3: I actually prefer to fly but at the same time I hear what you're saying. I think I just get too cramped for that long. I mean I get cramped in a plane too but it's short usually. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on where you're going. <laughs> true. Well that's true. Yeah. I mean driving to Japan is probably I don't know if you'd want to do that versus flying. You need a submarine. Yeah. Why don't you why don't we just get freaking yachts man. We'll just go back and forth <laughs> over the ocean. What do you yeah, think? Cause
1: I don't want to, I don't want to spend three weeks over the
3: Pacific. Well, why not? Could explore the Mariana trench. I mean, come on hours then. with a submarine Well, how about a yacht submarine cruises at 150 knots. You'd get there pretty quick. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm actually, I, I think somebody should invent a cruise ship submarine. Mm-hmm. I think that would be absolutely amazing. You get a storm, you get crazy things, you know, you just go under the currents. Uh, you could explore all. Co- I mean, wouldn't that be amazing?
2: Yeah, if it had like a big dome.
3: Yeah, you know, all the windows and everything. They'd have to do it in a way you don't have
2: crush depth, but still, it'd be cool. It'd be good if it didn't implode at some point.
3: I have all these grand visions, and I am not a scientist. (laughs) So Elon read his book, by the way. I'm going to contact him and see if he can come up with a cruise ship submarine. I mean, if he can, if anyone can do it, it's him. But yeah, he's an eccentric dude. I think that's, you know, when you said Tony
2: Stark, I, yeah. I would definitely say that that's, that's exactly who he is. There's a lot of invested interests that would like to see him fail. So that doesn't help because mm, there's, uh, yeah, they really get involved in the media bashing and everything. And it puts a lot of pressure on him because, you know, electric cars, they've all, there's always been a lot of pushback on that from entrenched industries and everything. Even so, he's still, he can be kind of a, a jerk sometimes and, even with all that, he's got such uh, a combination of intelligence and great ideals and, and goals yeah. as far as I'm concerned and the wherewithal to make this stuff happen. I think it's amazing and I really, really hope he succeeds in everything he's trying to do. Agreed. Yeah, me too. It's almost It almost seems like
1: you have to have that kind of um, a personality to get things done in the right. way they're doing it. It's kind of like a Steve Jobs kind of, you know?
3: Yeah. You yes. kind of have to
1: have that, that real kind of
2: arrogant, yeah, uh, boldness yeah. and right. guess, which right. sometimes re- borders on just being an a-hole basically yeah right
3: you know it was so funny so one of the podcasts i produced for stephanie scotts one of her podcasts she's been on the show as well but they were talking about why do basically jerks you know get into positions of power and they talked about like presidencies and leaderships and you know ceo positions and stuff and they were talking about that there's there's two main personality types that will get it, and one is obsessive and one is narcissistic. And so they were explaining a lot of the science and the, the research and the statistics behind why these people get into positions of power, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's like, well, the person's a jerk. Well, yeah, but it takes someone like that to actually lead with, like you said, this level of arrogance, Otherwise, people just don't have the confidence, you know? So yeah. nar- narcissism is obviously not a good thing. It's just they were talking about some of that. And I thought, man, I I border on narcissistic tendencies, too. That's actually probably one of my biggest weaknesses. Like, I'm not the obsessive as much. Uh, the other one was like, oh, I forgot what the term was, but it's essentially those who love to serve.
2: And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's not I mean, me. <laughs> I, I, my theory is that if you're really, really strong in your sense of reality yeah and i could see being a narcissist can lead to that being obsessive um what was the third thing you just said basically the serving aspect i don't know what the term was but yeah because but if you're serving you really have a strong belief in whatever it is that you're doing yeah then the stronger your reality is the more likely people around you are going to get sucked into that it's true and
3: and you know it's funny because i was thinking about why do because of this episode why do people follow certain people I mean, a lot of that has to come from confidence. People love to follow confidence. They don't like it when somebody's not confident, right? I mean, whether we know it or not, whether we admit it or not, we follow confidence. And yeah, there's that narcissistic. Somebody who's kind of egocentric narcissistic is like ridiculously confident, obviously cocky at that point. I think the obsessives are like the super critical micromanagers who get the job done, if you know what I mean at all costs. So they're successful because of that. And therefore people follow them maybe out of fear or other issues. I I don't know if I would classify Elon to be a narcissist, but I would say he's probably
2: towards that. He might be more of the obsessive. I don't know though. Yeah. I wonder about that because he seems to put himself out there, which makes me wonder if he wants some of the attention that comes along with all this. I'm sure,
3: you know, it's funny. Somebody was asking me like, why do you want to be successful with your podcast? And I'm, I'm coming up with all these answers that of course people want to hear. And then I just went, let me be completely honest. (laughs) I love the attention. <laughs> I said yeah. it's not the right answer but it it's just be honest. It's the stupid right. answer but okay, so let's not feed into the attention aspect because that's not necessarily a healthy way to live. But at the same time to not admit it is
2: also, you know, probably not being real either. Absolutely. So I get I, it. I was in a play when I was in college and I remember the actors we were sitting around talking about why we liked being in this play and I said I like the attention and half of them looked at me like oh, that was so like, you know what? I can't That's believe you said right that. Answer, right? like, Come on. All you guys <laughs> yeah. have that going on. Come totally. On. I yeah. think
3: almost everybody that does a podcast wants the attention and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Otherwise you wouldn't do it. I think it's just a matter of how you take it on.
1: It almost seems like it's a prereq almost uh, wanting to do a podcast. You, you, I mean, you do a podcast because you kind of want attention. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad thing unless you make it bad.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And if, if some, if that's your only thing, then it's probably not going to be a very good podcast, but it could be a part of it.
3: Yeah, no, it's true. I think if you were just there for the attention and you know, ha ha, look at me, you'd probably be successful for a while, depending on how charming you were. But then I think things would kind of fall apart, but you're right. I think if I think the true balance and maturity comes from the aspect of I want the attention, but I want to deliver value and I do care about the people as well. Exactly. Which that's what we all hope for. Man. All right. Let's talk really quickly about gaming here because I know you've been playing a couple games. I wanted to jump into Subnautica really quickly because Captain Influence brought that up and I was all excited. He's freaking out. Oh my gosh. You know, it was creepy and and I get it like the underwater thing can really creep people out. I'm just so excited because it's underwater. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to try this game out now. I have not gotten into the crazy Giant, you know, Leviathan sea monster th- scares that I've heard about in the game. I haven't gone that far yet, but so far, I'm like, this is really fun. It's so interesting to me, and it's a beautiful game. That's on PS4, right? Yeah, PS4. It is on console, yes. I'm not sure if it's, it might be on Xbox too. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. I, well, it's relatively cool. new. I mean, it, it's been in alpha, beta, all that. You know, apparently a lot of people already knew about it, but it didn't even get released until, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe. So it's still a relatively new game. It is one of those it's survival. So there is a story to it. There is survival. There is guidance when it comes to, okay, you know, check this crash site, et cetera, et cetera. But there's definitely a lot of figure it out on your own kind of thing. So, you know, it's survival. Like you're going to run out of air. If you don't go to the surface or if you don't get extra tanks, you're going to starve to death. You're going to you know die of thirst because you're not getting enough water. And of course you can't drink seawater. I mean, it's very in depth and very interesting and it doesn't feel like a grind to me, even though there are some grindy spots because it's not about like, I have to do the same thing over and over and over to get one thing. It's more of that. I have to continue to do things in order to continue to do more things. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. It's I really, I I love it. If you're not creeped out by underwater, you might enjoy it. What platform are you playing that game on? I'm on PC PC. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Also, I'm gonna have to look into this game. It looks it looks interesting.
3: Yeah, and it's not expensive. I mean, on sale, I think it's twenty bucks. There's been a big, big game coming out though recently, the new Spider-Man game. So, yeah. Mr. What, talk about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been looking forward to this game. It's not necessarily my usual type of game. I tend to go for more either darker or more story oriented games and this is a superhero i mean it definitely got a great story but it's kind of a twitch action game it's like the arkham games kind of nice where you you know there's a lot of fighting in it and you have to get really good at the timing of the fights and using the different moves and everything but what's really special about it and drew me to it and you probably heard if you know anything about this game is it's the best game ever to give you a feeling of what it's like to swing through New York City as Spider-Man. really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the, the webs are stretching the physics, you know, the way you move up and down and climb up the walls and it's just super thrilling. Like Spider-Man's always been my favorite superhero. So that certainly That's adds cool. a lot to it, but it's, it's very cool. Loving this game.
3: I know Spider-Man's been pretty excited about it too.
2: Yeah. That's
3: cool.
1: Nice. It's definitely on my list. I I hope to pick it up tomorrow because I just finished Uncharted,
2: so. Nice. Number 4? Yep. Yeah, that's another great one. Nice. That was a
1: very good game. It took
2: me 2 years to finish,
1: you know, <laughs> when you have kids around. <laughs> it's so beautiful that game. <laughs> it's a very beautiful game. I it's, think that's
2: the last one too, unfortunately. Well, there's a they did a like a little kind of sequel called Lost something. I Forget. But it's with one of the women from the game and a woman from one of the other games. And it's also pretty good you Should check oh, it out. I got to yeah. check that out for sure. Lost treasures or I forget
3: while we're into the media side of things, I've been really wanting to go see peppermint this week and I haven't been able to find anybody to go cause everybody's busy. So it really sucks. And I just can't go to, th- I cannot go to movies by myself. I just can't do it, man. It's just, it's an experience,
2: you know? So you should give it a shot. You'll be <laughs> pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to never want to go to the movies or go to restaurants by myself because I felt like a total loser. And yeah. then I just started doing it anyway because no one w- was available. And now I'm totally cool with it. Oh, it's, a, it's a very good experience. <laughs> is
3: it though? I mean, like if you're just like sitting down and somebody comes up and sits next to you, you don't know, you're just like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. And then you just kind of well, like, I mean, in a scary moment, you grab their arm or their hand.
2: I mean, is that, is that okay? You know what you should do? If you go into a movie and there's only one person in there, you should sit right next to them.
3: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So when we saw Galaxy Quest in the theaters way back, it was the exact same experience. Johnny Pistol Shot and I went. There's nobody in the theater. And, of course, this was not reserved seats back then. This guy walks in. He's looking around. He comes up, sits right next to me. (laughs) Every other seat in the entire theater is open. He sits down, and it's this kind of unsavory dude uh, <laughs> and he starts saying things that i never ever wanted to hear or know it in my like i didn't want to know that i didn't even want to know that was possible sort of thing and he's sitting there the whole time and i'm like i, I gotta get out of here this is
2: terrible but we enjoyed yeah, the movie.
1: He's, he's one of the same guys that will park right next to you when there's a hundred spots
2: open yeah exactly or if if you're uh in the bathroom stall and there's like Seven urinals, <laughs> and he just comes right up next to yours yeah, and
3: then, like, looks up the and over the divider. Yeah, looks over. looks over the divider, looks down, looks up, smiles. <laughs> oh, I hate those people, it's not respectful. Yeah, uh, speaking of how we met, I'm just kidding. yeah, exactly. That was kind of a funny moment. You're like, Hey, I'm like, Hi, and then we were roommates, it was fun. So, uh, peppermint <laughs> review, hopefully, next week, hopefully, gonna see it this weekend instead, and then Predator comes out today so right. hopefully we can see that captain influence and i were talking about doing a full-on extra episode with reviewing the original predator pretty much all the predator movies and then including this additional which i said it was a reboot by the way and that is not true it continues the story great yeah. i'm glad it's not a reboot mm-hmm. so anyway that means i have to watch predator to predators alien versus predator Predator versus Bambi. I mean, there's just so many, so many wow. movies out there. I got to go that see it. Fantastic. It's pretty yeah. great. So you guys seeing any movies right now
1: or is that I'm it? not seeing any movies, but I'm pretty excited for um, American Horror Story coming back. I think. Yeah. Today, okay. Castle Rock just ended. I'm not
2: going to say anything about that one. Don't. I haven't seen the last episode yet. Yeah. Yeah, American Horror Story is pretty cool because that show, every season is a new story and in different times and everything. And they go like, one's about witches, one's a haunted house, one is this crazy asylum. And so I guess from what what I've seen of this season coming up, it kind of brings a a bunch of them together. I heard somebody call it American Horror Story, Infinity War version.
1: Oh, that's a good way to put it. Interesting. I, so characters like, from
2: the different seasons come together.
1: I do like how an American horse, because it's like an, what's well, not really an anthology, is it? Um, yeah, it is. Well, yeah. it is an anthology. So you have the same actors across most of the shows, but they play different people. And they're really good. And they're really good. It's, it's some amazing stuff. It's set for uh, hotel, but all of them were pretty good
2: from our notes from last time but yeah. i had won't you be my name or that's one of the ones that i saw recently it's the mr rogers documentary yeah and uh it's great i mean i grew up watching mr rogers and i didn't really have an appreciation for what a great guy he is or was because he understands that children often don't feel heard or special and so he wanted to reach out and make kids feel special and watching this documentary you get the feeling that he when he was a little kid was kind of ignored oh yeah and so he's like i don't want any other kid to have to feel that way so he just spent his whole life doing you know just trying to boost kids self-esteem and he really Mm -hmm. comes off great in that movie it's if you're ever a fan of his it's worth watching for sure
3: he was a genuine dude i mean i I grew up watching him too was this in the theater recently or is this actually out that you can watch at home now
2: I don't know. I think it's actually still playing at the theater near my place, but it might be about to wrap up. Okay. If you have kids and you watch this, you'll want to be a better parent. Cool guy. Mm. I'm watching the last ship.
3: Finally, you know, even though that I guess it's still rolling, but it came out four years ago and I never watched it. I'm really enjoying it's it. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Like I said, it's still airing right now. I think it's on TNT, but you can, you know, you can get the old seasons for purchase. Now, the other thing going along with the ocean, because the last ship is very much ocean. I was mentioning last week that I was starting to read Clive Cussler's first Dirk Pitt book, Pacific Vortex, and so far, awesome. Really enjoying it. It's gripped me the whole way so far. I'm a slow reader, though, so I'm not done. But Is that a Kindle book or is that um, like? Yeah, no, I could not find that on Kindle. I could I could barely find that book. I had to go to the library, and they had two copies. Uh, so, library? yeah. What, what's that? exactly i'm reading a real book with paper it's unbelievable it smells weird it's
2: like (laughs) it's nice to read a a paper book it is actually almost completely digital but every once in a while and i don't read a whole lot anymore but i read occasionally and every once in a while i'll just get a regular book just so i can have that experience again and not totally forget it yeah it's interestingly refreshing actually yeah the smell of it i remember back when i was in college and and just the idea of digital books was coming along and some of my teachers were so against it. Yeah. Just railing against it. Oh, I know people still are
3: like, you know, dig- yeah. digital books aren't real kind of thing. And I, yeah. I understand.
2: I'm reading okay. uh, a couple of books right now. Whenever any Apple book comes out, I, I pretty much read it. There's one called creative selection. That's by this uh, yes. software engineer who worked on the keyboard for the iPhone I worked on the user manual for the iPhone, so I was in the same area. But so it's fun to hear him talking about all these different people that I kind of saw in passing. But anyways, it's a great book because it's really about the nuts and bolts of how the thinking at Apple works when you're uh, trying to figure out how to implement something or come up with creative ideas. He mm, really that's just, cool. yeah, it's 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 really, and it's not like a gossipy book or anything like that. It's more about the process of design and stuff like that. So it's good I, if you if that interests you. I recommend it. Yeah. And the other one, I haven't started yet, but it's called uh, Small Fry and it's by Steve Jobs' daughter, Lisa, who he named the Lisa computer after and hmm. then kind of disowned for a while and wouldn't admit that he was her father. And apparently this is a super kind of gossipy style. Well, not, I don't know about that, but he she doesn't have a lot of nice things to say about him. And I'm like, oh no. But I'm definitely curious to... To read her point of view because I've always been curious about her. Nice. Very nice.
3: I find myself getting away from reading because it's like, well, I got other things to do. I'm busy. I got to think about you know, I can only handle so much brain power stuff. But what I find about books is ironically, they help me to really truly relax and not be as stressed and I actually seem to get more done when I read. Good.
1: You know, I drive a lot because of my market is uh, pretty big that I support out here. So um, I make a lot of time with uh, audible books. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Console Wars which is a really really good book it's like 20 hours long but it's the battle of Nintendo and Sega like going all the way back to I think Nintendo was like 1890 or something like that but it's really good it's really detailed it talks about the in and outs of what Sega did what Nintendo did how Sony got involved it's a good read I think anyone should if you're interested in that kind of stuff you should definitely check it out how far up does it go so I have about seven hours left in that book and they're just talking about the the start of the Sony PlayStation from, you know, going from the Nintendo PlayStation to the Sony PlayStation.
2: That's cool. I forgot about that. See, it's very yeah.
1: fascinating to hear that stuff. That's neat. It's really the, the stuff that happens and you read you're like, oh, that's how that's where that comes. Right. where it yeah. came from. It's,
3: it's really cool. Well, before we wrap up, I did want to talk about just some thoughts on relationships and marriage and stuff like that. These really do kind of of go hand in hand. So whether you're married or just in a relationship, it doesn't matter. I wanted all of us to throw out
2: just a couple of tips. First of all, I wanted to hear some of your guys' thoughts. The thing that comes up for me is because uh, Jenny and I have been married almost 10 years and we dated for five years before that or so. And so we've been together a long time. We got two kids. She's a doctor. I'm trying to, keep this whole podcasting venture afloat. So we're incredibly busy and a lot of our relationship is logistics and figuring out how to get the kids where they need to go, fix things around the house, bills, et cetera, et cetera. And also we usually have at least one, possibly two kids in the bed all the time. It can feel like instead of a marriage, we're in this sort of a life management partnership or something like that. So I've been reminding myself lately to try and find this sounds probably cliched, but it's true is just find little moments with her where it's just me and her. And I try to play around or remember, remember to have fun, you know, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a little comment or, or to remember to be curious about something that's going on or ask her what she thinks, just to find that joy of just whatever joy you get from being around any other person that you enjoy being with. Because, that can get lost sometimes. I like that. So yeah, it's, it's a really, been really good thing good for it, me lately, just to like enjoy her as as a person and not think of her as this like business partner or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really good. I don't think it's cliche at all. I think it's a very good thing to remember because it is easy to just be like, I don't know, you get into routine and just kind of forget about that yeah. stuff. So that's good. Yeah.
1: My wife and I have been married for seven years now, and but we've been together for thirteen or so. My job keeps me very busy, so I get home and I'm constantly just still working so just like you said it's making the time not finding time i think it's making the time to you know just have that one-on-one with my wife and you know just ask her how things are going how's her day going because she's she's a home wife so she's always home with the kids so it's a it's a tough job but when you have that private time it just it makes everything just incredibly thankful it's just a great feeling when you can sit there and just you know just Either with the loved ones you know mm-hmm. we have two daughters uh, they're keeping us very busy but it's good it's good to have the family around it's good to just just feel the love every day so yeah uh, and I, I do like to say um, especially with my business and in life in general when I'm listening to my wife I, I listen so I can understand I'm not I'm not listening so I can respond I want to actually understand what she's saying and that, that's gone a long way for me
2: that's awesome that's great that works good with podcast co-hosts too
3: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one goes along with the two is communicate because I think yep. it's amazing. People go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am blown away how many couples that I know who they just don't communicate very well. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of misunderstandings and stuff because people just don't talk through things. I think podcast guys are probably the exception to this rule, but most guys aren't communicators. They don't talk much, you know? So a lot of it is just have a good community. I the fact I think I, I know for a fact I talk far more than Sarah does. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the anomaly, but yeah, communication is huge and uh, really trying to get to the root of the problem instead of just, you know, blaming people or 17 years of marriage. We knew each other for four years beforehand. I think on and off we were, I mean, we weren't dating that entire time. We were friends and stuff, but getting to see each other in different seasons, you know, cause you hear about some seasons are better for people than others. And so seeing each other in different seasons really helped us to get to know each other before going into marriage. And so the first couple of years of marriage weren't quite as tough as a lot of people have. But yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting kind of just learning that. But I'll tell you one thing is never holding something, you know, over the other person. And I hear, I see that way too much where somebody's like, do you remember when you did this, you know, eight years ago? It's kind of like, seriously, like that's not cool.
2: So that's one so, thing Sarah and I don't do. So don't if you have something like that, you just make sure to work through it and then yeah. just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Free not always daughter.
3: easy. And sometimes it takes more than one conversation. Sometimes it can take a yeah. long time to work through, but one is I've had to learn this. Like I've had to learn to let go of things and I honestly really truly try to forget things sometimes, but yeah, work through it, figure out, understand why each other did what each other did and try to actually relate to it and try to, be okay with the fact that okay well that response was brought on by fill in the blank and you know understand each other better and then just don't hold over but don't hold it over the person because I mean that gets you nowhere ever yeah so which kind of goes into my other one which was like truth is either person can be wrong mm-hmm. so if you're wrong own up to it let the pride go forgive move forward but at the same time again that goes back to don't hold it like if you say well I was right that time so you know what I'm saying like it's it, I think the biggest thing it comes back to is let the pride go,
1: right? You don't want, don't instigate the, the,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. Hey, you want to leave all that. You know, just, just like you said, don't say, well, I was right that time. Don't you, you
2: don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, That's yeah exactly.
3: Good.
2: Yeah, <sighs> I agree with you and I'm totally guilty of that sometimes, but I know oh, we all are dude <laughs> you, you know, strive not to do that for yeah. sure.
3: Yeah. We're all human. Relationships are very tough because, You know, when we're hanging out with people that we don't know very well, we're always putting on our best face. And of course, everybody sees the best part of us. I mean, shoot, I have the power of editing things here on the podcast. And so what is broadcast to the world is what I've chosen to go out. Can't do that yeah. when you're talking to somebody and go, "Oh crap! I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> it's like too late. Unless you have a time time machine, exactly. The only way you know you could record yourself and edit your recordings, and that's <laughs> and just, then just play it for someone. <laughs> it Just doesn't work that way. I'm going to share some stuff from Miss Light because she nerds out about this stuff. It's so fun.
0: Good morning. Thanks for bringing me on the show today share my thoughts about marriage. You know, after all, appropriate, given that I am your other half, real Brian. You said you wanted a few brief thoughts about our marriage. Laugh if you want to, but I do kind of nerd out about marriage. It's not because I'm perfect at it. Uh, no, not exactly. But really, it challenges me every day to work on my own motives and behaviors. And actually, I really do enjoy the process because you're the closest relationship in my life. And being with you... You know, day after day, you learn things about yourself and you learn things about the other person that are it's just fascinating. And so I'm kind of become a, a student of marriage. I do believe we both come from a great legacy of godly marriages. You know, my parents just celebrated their 55th and your parents, I think, have been married 43 years, if that's correct. So thankful for that, for their legacy, for what they've shared with us and just lived out in front of us over the years, which I find really beneficial. As you know, Real Brian, we, you and I, have uh, very few interests in common, and you like video games, you know, movies, sci-fi, and about a million other things. Well, after all, you're a type 7 Enneagram, of course. I like going for walks and reading an occasional book and baking muffins. (laughs) So it's kind of shocking that we've been married this long, right? But I think we appreciate each other's interests and generously give each other room to do them, and I think that's what's most important about... If you are different from your spouse or your partner in life, there's chance to give that person time to do their interests and hobbies and, but yet find mutual interests as well. So we, we do try to find those times as well. But if we were exactly the same, you and I, then one of us would actually be unnecessary in the relationship. So it's good that we're different and um, it just makes it a little bit more challenging sometimes trying to find things we like to do together. Another thought I had was about becoming a better person versus expecting to find the perfect spouse. You know, everyone goes into a marriage or a relationship or dating thinking, I'm going to find the perfect person, find them, find them. But not thinking about what that takes for me. I have to work on becoming the better person before I can really find the better person. Everyone is at a different stage in that too. So there's no judgment, but it's just something to think about. Another um, thing we were thinking about on last weekend on our anniversary was when we have hopes and dreams coming into the relationship of we're going to do, you know, this, we're going to live in a certain place and we're going to work at certain jobs and we're going to have certain amount of free time and we're going to have a budget or we're not, or, you know, various other expectations. And those are great, but but they do become expectations, just that. And sometimes it's too much of a burden for the other person to carry, like oftentimes it is. So really keeping hopes and dreams alive without becoming a burden to the other person. And you must meet my expectations. I think that's pretty key in having a happy relationship. For me, the power of apologizing and asking for forgiveness is huge. We go through this all the time. It's like one of us unintentionally hurts the other person and it's hard to say, I'm sorry. I I didn't intend it that way. You know, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings or I didn't mean to step on your space or, you know, it's hard to say, I'm sorry, but the power of asking for forgiveness and then giving it to each other really frees you up to once again, be fully immersed in the relationship. And that's really important for me. For me also, just personally, I do rely on my my faith and the power of God to help me through marriage. That's critical for me my relationship with you has molded, shaped, changed me daily. (laughs) I do see my faults. But hopefully what I'm working towards is becoming a less selfish person. I feel like self-centered relationships never really go well in terms of the overall relationship. I I was having coffee with a single colleague the other day and she talked about the online dating sites that she's on. Different guys that she's dated through them and whatnot. And she says, well, what I want is for the guy to prioritize me as number one above everything. I'm like, well, I guess we all kind of want that. But honestly, I I need to prioritize you, Brian, not expecting to be prioritized in order for it to work well. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't think a self-focused relationship really ever got very far. Another thing I've learned about marriage is to become a student of you ask questions be curious you know what you're thinking your personality you know the type 7 enneagram thing is fascinating it really does help me relate better to you because i now know what makes you tick and the way you think and the way you react and that's being a student of your spouse is kind of a lifelong it's good it's, you can never be done with that you can always keep learning new things about them another option thing that I'm trying to work on is trying to not change my spouse. I really am guilty of this, especially in our early days. I read way too many novels back in the day that were written by women, of course, and they personified the perfect, sensitive, puts me first 100% of the time romantic man, and of which there are none, really. I mean, you know, truly. So I kind of had to get some of those out of my mind for a while and be like, okay, I'm not going to try to change you, which I do. I mean, I want you to eat Brussels sprouts and broccoli and stuff. And <laughs> cause I like that stuff, but I'm not going to change you. You're not going to become a vegetarian. That's okay. There's less pressure on you that way. You feel less, you know, micromanaged that way. And I think that's really important to try to not change your spouse. I think being coachable is really essential to a good relationship and good marriage. You know, I read books about cultivating healthy marriages, listen to podcasts. I have two of my favorite that I pretty much inhale everything they do. Um, talk with older friends, Go see professional counselors, go to conferences. You know, we, you and I have done a lot of marriage conferences together. I think growing and learning and being curious and always being coachable is really important to having a successful marriage. If you think you know it all, well, A, you don't. And B, you're just going to come off as super prideful and it's not going to go well for anyone. So I I would say be coachable. There's a lot of emotional security in being able to discuss things openly without fear that you'll leave me. I mean, I think that's the biggest reward of marriage is to work together through life as a couple, knowing that we've got each other's backs. We're always there for each other. No matter what the world or life throws at us, we're not going to leave each other. We're going to get through this together. And, you know, you're really good about helping me talk through things. I think you have oftentimes more words than I do because I'm not a very verbose person in general. I'm, you know, a little bit shyer on that, but you're always helping me process when I need to talk through things when I would instead probably tend to go hibernate. Okay. Lastly, and very importantly, have fun. Appreciate each day together. Laugh. Do non-dutiful activities. You know, like going to coffee at every imaginable coffee shop. Like last weekend when we drove 45 minutes to find a new one. (laughs) Travel together. Watch funny shows. Experience new things. Well, like the college volleyball game we're going to attend tonight, even though neither of us really are very well versed in that sport. But, you know, be adventurous, try new things and have fun. Just laugh. I had a friend tell me last week that you and I have something special together and I'm not really sure what she meant, but we have weathered a lot of storms together and we have a really deep and meaningful love that is it I really is truly the most beautiful and precious gift of all. And so I just want to say thank you for the 17 years that we've had together, you know, plus the ones before we got married. And and just here's to many more. And thank you for always being there. And I love you very much.
3: Well, thank you, Miss Light. Really appreciate that. I hope that was very helpful if you're in a marriage, relationship, etc. I hope you enjoy this. Some good advice right there. And also, Lord Thunder, Mr. Watt, thank you very much as well for your insights on that.
2: We all have some experience. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> a lot more than others. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: All right. So uh, speaking of relationships, crushes, that kind of thing, I hear a rumor that Lord Thunder, you have someone of a crush on the singer from Muse. Is, it, is no. this like a man crush? Is this what I'm, I'm hearing?
1: Voice. The voice.
3: Oh, a him. voice crush. <laughs> <laughs> So
1: I don't know if you know, but I've played bass trombone for about 11 years. Really, I didn't know that. I didn't even know you were a uh, musician. There you, there you go. Wow. Bass trombone. Uh, I've played sousaphone. I play piano. And I have a French horn that I've actually never touched. But yeah. Um, so when you, you're listening to music and when you hear that one noise that makes you shake, you know, that one perfect sound. Yes. That's what Matt Bellamy's voice does for me for some reason. When he hits those like really high notes and they're like sharp and powerful. Yeah. Right. It it does that. It just really does that. So
2: his voice and just the style of him and Muse in general.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: It's It's, really good
3: stuff. It's very special. (laughs) Yeah. It is. That, in fact, their latest song that just came out is, it's called The Dark Side, by the way. Wow. I haven't heard it. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. It's so good. There were a couple of songs that came out in that one that uh, I really loved. And there was one that I was like, eh, I don't know, but that song dark side, man. Wow. Oh,
2: so good. Check I it got out to know them playing guitar hero. They had that song that with the video with the unicorn and, Dang. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Knights the song. of Cydonia? I have no idea. I'm yeah, told- that's it. Oh, that's nice. It. nice. Yes. That's such a great yes. song.
3: You know what's funny is I was playing that for somebody once, and someone's like, What is this crap? I'm like, Oh,
2: get off. You're, you wow. just walk away.
3: <laughs> walk away, man. Knights of Cydonia is over. just,
2: it's powerful. It's really fun on Guitar Hero, too. I bet.
3: Well, check it out. Muse. Uh, and by the way, I just have like a huge honk load of awesome new music on my Spotify mix, which includes the new Muse song. So go check it out. And there's also a brand new Star set. I'm a huge fan of Star set. I know Harley Quinn is as well. Uh, It's called love you to death and it's their first single in quite some time. So yay, but join my mix or die. It's simple. I guess I'm dying then jerk
1: because I don't have a Spotify account.
3: You know, it's free, man. It's free. You're going to see me on there tonight because I'm going to sign up. Good. And then you can follow my list. I will special. (laughs) Gents. Thanks so much, man. This was fun. I, I, again, we always have so much more to talk about, but it's time for us to get out of here because Lord thunder, (laughs) Needs to go flex his biceps and uh, Mister <laughs> What? Or what are you doing? What? Which? Wait, which one?
2: Who? You know <laughs> what the music means.
3: <laughs> Thanks for joining us, gents.
2: I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was super yeah, fun. You. Have a good one.
3: And of course, thank you all seriously for listening. Because if you didn't listen to this show, um, I would have a. a diagnoses of talking to myself because that's that's what I like to do anyway so thanks for listening I really appreciate it realbryanshow.com all of the links and all the fun stuff Spotify mix everything in there have a great week real Brian show signing off
0: the real Brian show is a production of 514 media at 514
3: mediaempire.com.